Hello and welcome to another episode of the InfoMods podcast. This is episode number 43. And I am your host, author Frederick Fishman. And today and every day we are sponsored by me. And for links to all my books, apparel, and gear, go to my main InfoBots website at InfoBots.com. That's spelled with two T's at the end. InfoBots.com. You can also help us out and show your support by visiting our Patreon page at Patreon.com forward slash InfoBots podcast. Okay, let's get started. Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity predicted that space-time around the Earth would not only be warped, but also twisted by the planet's rotation. In it, he determined that massive objects cause a distortion in space-time, which is felt as gravity. Einstein then spent 10 years trying to include acceleration in the theory and published his theory of general relativity in 1915. All of what I just said is pretty heady stuff and moving heavy duty into the realm of WTF. How it is possible that out of the trillions and trillions of planets that might be lurking out there in the universe, one may be advanced technologically enough to visit us on planet Earth transported in hyperdimensional spacecraft. But if the speed of light is 186,282 miles per second in a vacuum, space being a vacuum, it may take them thousands of years to get from their planet, let's call it the planet Mongo, to our planet, planet Earth. But not if the beings or creatures or aliens or whatever you want to call them had long ago came to the same conclusion as Albert Einstein in 1915 and knew how to warp, bend, and convert the properties of space-time to a manner of propulsion or transfer to get from one location in the universe to the other. I wrote my first science fiction story, SETI, the acronym for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, in 1986, I wrote it as a screenplay, then over the following years, three books in a nine-book series I'm writing. Therefore, I understand this concept of warping space and time to make a long-haul space travel possible, feasible, and inevitable. What I want to do with this episode of InfoBots is try to easily and visually explain the concept of space-time travel to you. If this was a YouTube video, my podcast, by the way, are on YouTube, on my InfoBots YouTube channel, just the audio though. If this was on YouTube, I could show you visually and you could see space-time warp experiment in seconds. But this is a podcast and I have to draw a word picture for you. And maybe if you wish, you can participate. So do you want to do that? Okay, then let's go forward and you can use your imagination as to what I'm about to tell you. You will need two items for this experiment. First, you will need a plain sheet of paper, 8.5 by 11, 
and then you'll need a pen and a pencil or a marker or a crayon or whatever you write with. Lay the paper down on a flat surface. Turn the sheet of paper to a landscape orientation with the eight and a half sides from right to left and the 11 or the long side up and down. Now, at the extreme corner of the paper, on the right, draw a penny-sized circle, and under the circle, write Planet Earth. On the extreme left-hand side of the paper, draw a penny-sized circle, and under that circle, write Planet Mongo. In the middle of the page, draw a straight line between the two circles between planets Earth and Mongo. And as the line touches the edges of the circles or planets, draw an arrowhead. What you've done is you've drawn a map, a route of travel between the planet Earth and the planet Mongo. Our current technology now says you would follow that straight line route to get from Mongo to Earth or from Earth to Mongo. Depending on the distance between the two, it could take decades, hundreds of years, or even thousands of years, following the line or route you just drew on the paper. Now, here is where it gets interesting. Here is your aha moment. Pick up the piece of paper, observe the straight line distance between the circles or the planets, pause, and then gently fold or bend the paper and bring the two circles closer together, closer till they almost touch. The distance between the two circles is now very close, closer than the previously drawn straight line on that paper, which means the distance of travel is very close. The time between the two planets would be very short. What you have just done with this experiment is you've bent time and space to accomplish travel between the planet Mongo and the planet Earth from decades or hundreds or thousands of years to months, days, or even hours. And that, ladies and gentlemen, may be the method by which these UFOs that are seen in our skies and have been around for recorded history may be traveling from where they live to where we live. They might just have the technology to accomplish the warping and bending of space-time right now in 2020. That technology humans don't have. But look at it this way. 1,000 years ago in the year 1020, if you would have told your neighbor that mankind will be able to travel from block to block, city to city, in metal boxes propelled by gasoline-powered engines with white lights in the front of that rectangle box and red lights in the back of that rectangle box, they would thought you were nuts. The automobile was invented in 1885. I'm pretty sure that someone or somewhere had been thinking about personal transportation and dreamed and imagined the possibility of a powered box or car but the technology and the materials and the manufacturing process just didn't exist until 1885. For the purpose of interstellar travel is in the future, not now in 2020.
Now the big question for us now, and not in the future, has some alien civilization have figured it all out already. If they did, they could very well possess powerful and dangerous technology for our health and well-being that we couldn't even imagine. If we do find out that they do hold such knowledge and ability to bend space and time, it would not be unimaginable, but it could be shocking and frightening. But of course, they, whoever they are, could also bring benefits in the areas of health, science, and technology that could be beneficial to mankind. It could go either way with this first encounter. For all these reasons, this is why I love to write science fiction, because of the possibilities and the wonder that the future awaits for us all. And now you know. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Infobots podcast. And please support our efforts to bring you this podcast every day by going to patreon.com forward slash Infobots podcast. Join us for another episode of the Infobots. Bye-bye.